Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Susie from Rugrats. <laughs> Why are you Susie? Why, wait, your thing says Okoye. Because I didn't update it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you Susie? Because yeah, my name is Susie, and Gucci think I love her. <laughs> <laughs> because she's dope as hell. She's the black girl on Rugrats holding it down for all of us. And she wasn't taking none of Angelica's shit, okay? Mm-mm. Everybody <laughs> else would, but Susie, nope. Susie was like, fall in line, bitch. Right. <laughs> anyway, um, so Zoyan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's been going on and what you are drinking tonight? What's been going on? So... I'm allegedly supposed to be packing. Um, and I did a little <laughs> bit. I packed a couple of boxes of books. <laughs> I had to oh my God, books. I have so many boxes of books. <laughs> uh, and then I went to go see Lizzo in concert. Um, oh yeah, how was that? I meant to ask you. That was fun. It was a little bit more Caucasian than I expected for some reason. But um, mm. it was really good. Um, it was... It was in, like, a ballroom, so it was general admission, and I've learned that either I had to get, like, as soon as the doors open, get to the concert and be there, or I just can't pay for general admission, because it was, like, a lot of people touching me, and I couldn't see, so we were going to, like, random places trying to see, and, like, there's just a lot of tall people in Dallas, and people kept moving their heads, and so I'm like you know moving my head too trying to see like a glimpse of Lizzo it was a lot but it was fun otherwise (laughs) oh yeah I yeah that sounds like a lot of touching yeah (laughs) I already know my nerves aren't set up for that right but it was fun I wore a leotard and I kind of like chickened out and ended up buying like fishnet stockings Okay. Um, and you were going to wear the leotard without the stocking? Yeah. Straight up Beyonce style. Okay. No pants. Um, but I ended up wearing <laughs> wearing the fish under. It was so cute. It was still a look. Um, yeah, that's how I expected. Like, <laughs> I expected with the fishnets. And Beyonce so... wears those things, those flesh-colored things. Yeah. I mean, they're stockings, but they're, like, super-duper stockings. <laughs> and they were these, like, $10, because uh, they were still stockings, but they're, like, fishnet-y. But anyways, they're $10 at Target, and then I was pulling them up, and I was getting, like, impatient, because you know how, like, don't know stockings just come straight up all the way to your crotch right. without, like, a fight. Right. So I ripped it a right. little bit, but it's $10, so I'm not getting rid of them. I'm like, I could wear Ugh. a longer skirt, and then nobody would see it. <laughs> so I Listen. can't just, like, wear it once and throw it away. 
I got some pink fishnets from Target years ago. And I probably just threw them away. Like, because once they ripped, I did the same thing. I just started wearing them with, like, longer skirts and longer <laughs> dresses. And then, like, once they ripped some more, I started to have to wear them with pants. <laughs> but it was like, I paid too much. And then it was like, you know, at that time, because this was years ago. Like, you can find anything on the internet now. But mm-hmm. then, you didn't see pink fishnets everywhere. Right. So I was like, mm mm. I still got the green ones. <laughs> I was like, mm mm. We're keeping these for a long time. Right. So, what are you drinking tonight? Or do you have anything else that went on you want to tell us about? Oh, so ever since Lizzo's concert, I've been exhausted. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yesterday I went to church. I had like some training after church. Um, came home and hung out with my niece and nephew. And then went to the state fair for a second. And mm. did this, like... Our church had, like, a ministry outreach thing. So we were kind of talking to people, you know, about religion and all that. And there was a wide range. There was one dude, black dude, dreads. You know where the story's going. So we're, you know, doing no, the whole I thing. Don't. <laughs> you know where it's going. We're doing the whole thing. And he starts, like just loudly talking to like one of my church members talking about how um Jesus was black and all the disciples and the Israelites are black and we're the true Israelites and you know the white people are the Gentiles and the white people that try to act like Christianity is their whole thing and I'm just like (laughs) I can do without the black Israelites not that I don't believe what they're saying but Mm -hmm. it's like I don't need you to beat me over the head with it but I see no lies in what he said thus far so yeah I just yeah I just felt like it was really aggressive (laughs) like we weren't gonna argue with you the aggressiveness is what it is yeah 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 Yeah. but yeah Uh (laughs) otherwise I had a corny dog which made me happy um I was I was going to ask you what did you eat because I love fair food. <laughs> I had a corny dog. I tried like one more thing because I still had a lot of tickets left and I hated it. It was like fried sriracha balls, but I felt like they had been sitting under the light for too long and it just wasn't good. But I had my corny dog, which is really all I came for. So what is a corny dog? Because I have no idea. It's like a corn dog, but it's by this brand called Fletcher's, and they only come around for oh. steak fair. So oh, okay, so it's just more flavorful. It's the real deal. There's something different, and they're like battered. I don't know what. Probably crack. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say probably more salt, sodium. <laughs> No, nah, it's crap. something highly addictive <laughs> because I keep coming back every year paying $20 for parking and on top of tickets. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking my tried and truly, truly rosé. <laughs> <laughs> I drank my last one uh night before last. <laughs> If you're going to do the seltzer, it's just really the way to go. Yeah, it's so flavorful. Like, I saw the other flavors. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to gamble. I'm just going to keep... Well, actually, I've had the (laughs) other flavors, I think, at my job. And it was good. But the rosé is my fave. Y'all got to drink at the job? In my old job. Sorry. Oh. In a previous location. Because it was advertising. That's what we do is we drink at social events. 
Oh, at social events. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, oh, there's yeah. one time they gave us alcohol to do our employee survey. <laughs> I was like, that was actually impactful because <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> Very smart. Okay. Well, um, I guess you already know what's been going on with me. Moving, 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 and moving. I am all moved in. Um, I have pretty much unpacked everything that's going to get unpacked for now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have so many boxes of books. Oh my God. I have so many boxes of books. And it's like, (sighs) yeah. Because I had books that I, you know, never unpacked from my last move. So You need to get rid of those. No. They're my books. They're mine. <laughs> they belong to me. <laughs> I feel like lately, like, everything has been telling me, like, on social media and everything, they're like, just release old things so you have room for new. And I'm telling you now, this now. <laughs> I got rid of so many clothes. I got rid of furniture. I got rid of my old bed. I bought a new bed. I got rid of a dresser. Like, I gave away so much stuff. I even pretty much cleared my pantry out and, like, think, because my, I, I buy food like a person who starved as a child. Like, seriously. I just (laughs) buy food. Just buy it up and then it's just there. Mm -hmm. So I donated that to a food pantry. And my mom was like, so many of these clothes have tags on them. Why aren't you, why don't you resell them? And I was like, nope, I want to give it away. You know, I want to, I want to bless somebody. And I don't, I do not. Did you give away my pants? What pants? The polka dotted ones I wanted. That was a skirt. And no, I did not because I wear that skirt. No, that that it was a skirt, and no, I did not give it away. <laughs> so I guess you still have hope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so many, so many clothes that still had tags on them. So many, I gave away almost all of my like evening dresses, just because I feel like I've worn them multiple times now. <laughs> and if I go to a ball or something like that, I'll just get something new. But anyway. I just want to say, everyone, that I told Doyen, and I just want to say I held up my end of the deal, that when I got into the new house, I would begin putting ice in my drink, (laughs) because I like the way the ice sounds, and tonight, guys, I have ice in my drink. So much damn ice, (laughs) y'all. It was too much. Listen, I'm new to ice, okay? I didn't know. I I pushed the cup like under the dispenser and I guess you gotta push it kind of hard to make it work and then it was just like it was like all this ice and I was like ooh that's a lot of ice so my new job they have like sonic ice so I like mm. I still haven't figured out like the perfect amount of time for me to press that button and not have a cup full of ice I'm like <laughs> Like, it's already cold in there. I don't need ice, ice, cold water. I just want ice, cold water. But Sonic ice is like, you can just eat it by itself. I don't eat ice, and please don't eat ice around me. (laughs) (laughs) I am not, I am not, I am not an ice eater, but if I have Sonic ice, I mean, 
I didn't even know. You know you can buy Sonic Ice by the bag? I had no idea. My cousin is an ice eater. And she just goes to Sonic like every other day and buys a bag of ice. And I'm like, girl. (laughs) Tell her to eat a steak. Her iron is low. (laughs) So tonight I am drinking a very, very watered down because some of this ice is melted. Um, Just uh, Southern Comfort in Lime. I've got my Southern Comfort bottle here and my lime bottle so I can re-up in a little bit because this is watered down a lot. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to say that I've added ice See? to my drink. <laughs> and it, like and it has watered it down way more than I would like. It's just that I like the way the ice sounds when it clinks. So Where I've got like... to figure out some kind of happy medium. <laughs> A true good alcoholic, you beat the ice. You drink to beat the ice. <laughs> I was waiting on someone to show up. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a hard day. Next time, next time I will, because uh, I almost did this. I almost put ice in a separate cup mm-hmm. and then mixed my drink when we were ready. I'll do that next time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do you want to talk about any TV shows? I have been watching bullshit, so I don't know. If... <laughs> um, all I want to say is The Politician on Netflix is amazeballs. Listen, I hate to give, you know, I hate to give people too much credit, especially like our good white faves, because every time we do, then they turn around and do something. Mm-hmm. But Ryan Murphy, he just rarely I, I just hadn't seen him get it wrong it the show is wonderful did not realize how much I miss Jessica Lang being on my TV I even like Gwyneth Paltrow in the show and I don't even much like her but like she's perfect for her role <laughs> it it is funny it is it's dry humor and there were some tears too but it is still funny it is still good Mr. Robot is back I actually didn't realize Mr. Robot was coming back until um, I saw something on Twitter and I was like oh my god it's tonight so watching Mr. Robot um there was one more thing oh Secession we had the Pentultimate episode <sighs> It's getting shaky out there, y'all. And I missed last week's um, American Horror Story because of moving and everything. But I'll be ready this week. And y'all be sure y'all catch us. Doyen's going to make sure y'all get a reminder. And y'all, like, y'all catch us when we're tweeting about these shows because it's lit and we have a ball. (laughs) I saw. (laughs) I did watch the first episode of Bob's Burgers this season. Wait, you oh you watched this season's first episode? Yeah. Do you watch Bob's Burgers? I do. I I do, but I I don't watch it in real time, if that makes sense. Like I watch it on TBS. And sometimes I'll watch it on Hulu. Like that's how I started it was on Hulu. But yeah. So I'm nowhere near this season. (laughs) Well, can I say what I want to say? Oh yeah, I yeah. So Yeah, I'm not I don't like spoilers normally, but it's okay with like cartoons. So I get, I guess it's their anniversary, and so he wanted to propose, and that ring was so damn tiny. 
Listen, like, they're doing the best they can. I'm like, why why do you propose? Like, just stick with your O ring and, you know, buy her lunch. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yes, buy me lunch. <laughs> buy me lunch. That's what I'm talking about. I love how they change the sign on the store next door at the beginning of every episode and how I can't watch it because of all the mice that come up like right before then. So I instinctively know when to look away. So yeah, I always miss that. <laughs> I didn't thought I'd throw that, that out there. Watch, but anyways, so we're gonna move oh, on. Oh, the, the store next to his store in the beginning, mm-hmm. they changed the type of store it is every time. You haven't noticed that? ADD. Oh, sorry. I like theme songs going on. Okay, let me go do that. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Alrighty, so we're going to move along to our current events. Um, so, this story, I just, <laughs> I wanted to sign with the inmate so bad, but he probably wasn't wrong. <laughs> so, I mean... I was very confused by like this first line. So it said a Mississippi inmate shimmied over the barbed wire at his county jail and returned hours later saying he'd gone to see his mom. How do you shimmy (laughs) over barbed wire? I don't know. (laughs) Is it like a shake your shimmy shimmy? Or is it like a cap of shimmy? Like what kind of shimmy are we talking here? I mean, whichever way, how do you not get cut up? (laughs) I have no idea. I have no idea. But I'm glad they did give us pictures. Um, So, (laughs) you know, like I said, I truly wanted to believe that he went to go see his mom. But also, at the police vault about a mile away, uh, somebody had been hitting on it and trying to get into it with a sledgehammer like about an hour before he returned. <laughs> I feel like that was a mere coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was just going to see his mom and he came right back. He didn't have to come back. Right. <laughs> I just thought that was, I mean, I thought that was a cute little story to toss in there because it's like, <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to see my mama. Right. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> right. He just went to go see Louise. That's all. <laughs> <sighs> so next one, I guess. The interesting thing, what I love about the Smiths is like they don't keep, well, they probably do keep secrets, but they're open about a lot of things that typically as black people we've never really been open about. So, um, Will and Jada had an intervention, which I promise you, I think maybe two, three years ago, I realized that Willa was named after Will and Jada was named after Jada. It was so late. You you are not alone. Like, I was late in realizing that too. And it was like, oh, yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay. So apparently Jaden, he's vegan, but sometimes he just doesn't eat whatsoever and so they kind of had a um an intervention with him about putting food in his body and like just not you know wasting well they said wasting away they said he had turned gray a little bit (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. uh because he just wasn't getting the nutrients that he needed yeah and one thing that i guess i found so interesting well not interesting but 
we all, at least I can anyway, I can picture exactly what he looks like because at one point he did start looking just ghastly. And I was like, mm-hmm. I thought maybe he was on drugs. I was like, what is he doing? Why does he look like this? But that was reason number one I found it interesting because it was like, oh, that's what was going on. Then number two, I don't think people talk enough. <laughs> Not that I'm bashing anyone who is vegan, because let me tell you, if I lived in a bigger city, I would definitely try it out. But <laughs> uh, people don't really talk enough about when things like this happen when they're vegan. So he's not vegan anymore. He kind of alternates between being vegan and being a vegetarian because he just mm. wasn't getting enough protein. Yeah. So, but um, I was going to mention someone, but I don't want to mention her but her name is Missette Crochelle. And at one time, she... <laughs> at one time, I remember she was vegan, and then she had to stop because she got really sick. Same thing happened with Karen Civil. She was vegan, and she had to stop because she got very sick. And so it's just like, be careful, guys. And just... I mean, there are, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of plant-based ways to get your protein. Yeah. You just have to, I guess, make that extra effort to make sure you're doing it. Yeah, you definitely so have to be, be more careful. intentional about it. Yeah, just be careful. But there was something that Willow said, and I didn't get it. Um, let me see. Oh, so maybe you can help me understand. Because they were sharing, like, all of their issues they have with food. And Willow said that she was eating just for her physical appearance, but she was feeling terrible. I don't know what that means. Like, yeah. Because she ain't thick. So what is, I don't get what she means. She was eating just for her physical appearance. It would, or maybe you know, she's there's... saying she wasn't eating and feeling, t- I don't know, but I was but a little know, confused. There's some people that are really, really skinny. And so they had to eat to like not lose weight all the time. So maybe she was eating a lot of cheeseburgers to, like, stay not yeah. skinny. Yeah. Yeah. But. Anyway, we love the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> Will's just like, <laughs> he just eats. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Will is the only person I identify in this, this family. Because, <laughs> like, I just eat for fun. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I also had a board. Oh. But anyways. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, Eileen, this morning I was listening to like a story on NPR, and they were talking about people who were like, it's a new form of like anorexia where like people are just really obsessed with like, like clean eating, but like extreme clean eating, and yeah. you know, you know, part of it is like the cultural stigma about eating and stuff like that, but it was just like being overly obsessed about what you eat rather than like overly obsessed about your weight and stuff like that. So, it was interesting. Yeah. Just a nice yeah. coincidence. Um, so, apparently, there's going to be, you know, this is just a great time to be alive. Um, there's going to be a Golden <laughs> Girls-style comedy for Netflix. And I say that because there's also... <laughs> there's also a Golden Girls Halloween costume <laughs> that Target is coming out with. And if I had a, a squad that was real... I would. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my city. We'd be the Golden Girls. Anyway. 
This is the type of content I live for. New Golden Girls type show, Golden Girls costumes. I'm with it. I'm with it. And I love Miss Jane Lynch ever since. Um, oh, she's so funny. Glee. <laughs> but yeah, so they're coming out with Golden Girls comedy, and I cannot wait. It's gonna be great. I think what I like best about it is, like, they found it's not a remake, but it's along the same style. So it's like they found a way to tap into the nostalgia part without doing another freaking remake. Because we don't want to see any more remakes. We're tired of that. Yeah. We're tired of that. Except for Veronica Mars. She can come back. Anyways. um, <laughs> Actually, they are working I'm, on the reboot. But still. <laughs> she has I've never a day she in my life. <laughs> I've never seen Veronica Mars. No. I mean, I know the the what's her name, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Or I'm whoever. Obsessed with her. Obsessed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love her. Oh, and speaking it's... of obsessed, look, I don't know how well you can see like my skin or my face, it looks good. but. Okay, so this morning I'm tried the new. I know that everybody said that it's supposed to be pronounced Morphe, but I've called it Morph for so long that I can't <laughs> help but call it Morph. So I tried the new Morph setting powder, and today was the first day, no touch ups. I was out in the elements today because I walked to the little cafe down the street and it was raining. I got a little wet. I mean, no touch-ups whatsoever. Like, this setting powder is the shiznit. I'm going to have to go buy that. <laughs> 12 bucks. Because I see 12 your skin. Bucks <laughs> 12 bucks at Ulta. And normally, I am like, like, a gr- I mean, you, you you normally could fry chicken on my face. <laughs> like, normally. Um, another really good, I tell you what it reminds me of. It really reminds me of Beauty Bakery, if we want to stick to black-owned brands. Mm-hmm. Beauty Bakery setting powder is another one that, like, no touch-ups throughout the day. Like, love it. It's just a little uh, pricier. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one was just 12 bucks. So I was like, let me try it out. And the containers are the same size. <laughs> um, I also like Morphe's setting spray, although I am not using it right now. But I do like their setting spray. That's all. I'm just obsessed with it now. Okay. I've been telling everybody all day, oh, look what I'm trying today. <laughs> it looks really good. Like, mm, try that. Thanks. Um, end of the day, yeah. And the last Golden Girls mention. So today, like I said, I've been tired since Saturday. And I was like, I know how Dorothy feels at one episode. Yes, <laughs> I already know what you're saying. 100% tip top, mental. <laughs> yeah, some days All I right, get... Dr. 100% tip top, mental. <laughs> I just like, some days I get so mad because I'm like, they really were ignoring her and she really felt like someone was wrong. And the other days I'm like, ooh, I know how she feels. <laughs> yes. We both yes. have that fatigue disease. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wonder, do I have that sometimes? <laughs> I'm just saying. Dorothy's a trailblazer for us all. Right. We still ain't got diagnosed yet. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so this Amanda Seals thing, really, I tried to read the words, and I was still confused. So I'm going to need you to, like, explain it. <laughs> okay, I could not remember if we spoke about this earlier. 
So did we talk about her with this whole party earlier? No, I think we shared. Oh, I shared that post earlier today. Okay, <laughs> but no. Uh, but when it but when it all went down, we didn't talk about Mm-mm. it. Okay, so I had the unfortunate displeasure, mispleasure, displeasure. Displeasure. I wasn't There's pleased. No <laughs> 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 I, I was displeased that I happened to see this go down in real time. Okay. Did you really? So, yes, because I was on Instagram. (laughs) So, and then she went to her stories and she, oh, so, excuse me. (laughs) So, Lord, I was going to call her Amanda Bynes. (laughs) Amanda Seal went to this, uh, it was the Black Emmys party, the after party, where all the black celebrities went. Mm -hmm. Now, she went, she couldn't get in, and the girl was like, you're not on the list. And it almost seemed as if they were waiting for her. <laughs> like, like when she walked up, she didn't have to say anything. They were like, oh, no, you're not on the list. <laughs> so then she goes on her Instagram live, and she's recording all this live, and she's ranting and raving. She went, she went to the party with Jesse Williams. She says he invited her. Um, she gets in there and then the people, she shimmies her way in and then people are coming up to her. Like security is like, you have to leave. And then other black celebrities are like, what's going on? And she was really just pissed that no one spoke up for her. This is a black Emmys party. And she kept calling out this white lady who was essentially like the door checker. Like, (laughs) she was the one with the list at the door. She kept Mm -hmm. calling her out, calling her out. And she just found it to be, you know, real problematic that it was a white woman keeping her out of the Black Emmy party. And she just went on this. I mean, you know when you go on somebody's IG stories and the dots be so little, they be like this. (laughs) That's how how long her videos were. Like, I didn't even listen to the whole thing because pretty soon I got tired of it. So... Fast forward to this week, we get this article. So come to find out. And she did say, um, when it was all going down that, you know, uh, like Issa wasn't there and she wouldn't help her and nobody else spoke up for her. Okay, girl. So when we come down to this week, come to find out, girl, you knew you weren't invited to this party. So, (laughs) the girl who threw the party is Issa's manager or something like that. Publicist. 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 And she throws a party every year after the Emmys for the black celebrities. She didn't invite her the previous year. And they had a similar situation the previous year. And they don't get along in real life. Like, they got beef in real life. So it's like, girl, why? And then she's like, no, it's the principle of the thing. And it shouldn't matter whether we get along or not. Because she then decided to talk about, like, professionalism. No, girl. (laughs) This is a party, okay? And I don't care if she titled the party. Because Amanda's thing was, well, it doesn't matter if we don't get along. The party is 
the black celebrity party for after the Emmys. I am a black celebrity. I should be able to come. I don't care. She throws the party so she can say who comes and who doesn't. And like, why would you want to go to a party that you're not invited to? That's number one. Number two, you knew this was going to happen because it happened last year. And you had to finagle your way into this party. It was just crazy. And Amanda is just like, so this is a safe space. So I'm just going to say it. I want to like her so bad. But she's so fucking annoying. <laughs> she's so annoying. Yes, like somebody <gasps> else who can sometimes be called Schmizzo. <laughs> Ryan's a Schmizzo, my bad. But, um, yes, so. <laughs> my bad. But <laughs> this is peak light skin activity <laughs> okay peak. but um I just I want her to like stop acting ass so she can come back to you know insecure next year <laughs> like <laughs> I don't want wait, it to be that's, like <laughs> wait that's what I was gonna pull up because he deleted it but um I don't know if I say his name right Saranus Jackson I don't know. On Insecure, the one who yeah. was fucking Molly and his, you know, had a wife and everything. With all the teeth. You know, he cute. <laughs> I was about to say he cute, but he got a teeth thing that Zoya can't get over. <laughs> he tweeted, you can't be a disrespectful ass human being and expect people to want to hang out with you. It's quite simple. Sit this one out. And he deleted it. But he deleted it after it already had 125 retweets. So I, I, <laughs> so I, I screenshotted it because I was like, and then Issa like, was like, take the, that shit down. And he's like, I guess. <laughs> well, and Issa was like, so she's, Amanda said that when she confronted Issa about it, like, get your girl, Issa was like, that ain't got nothing to do with me. That's what you <laughs> That's between you and her. I said Issa was over at Luby's party. I mean wedding. <laughs> having her good ass time. <laughs> Trying to find her Nigerian prince and Amanda Seals is just bothering her. <laughs> okay. Like I didn't and I didn't include the um there was another article that kind of talked about how truth be told that they're writing her out of the show anyway and a lot of it had to do with her attitude and how she is someone on on twitter said that we have to learn the difference between woke and perpetually angry and that is amanda she just finds an issue with everything and sometimes girl sometimes take a nap okay just please for us all. For us all. But she really acted like this was a huge social injustice. And even before this article came out, we all were still looking at her like, girl, it is a party and you were not on the list. Go home. Yeah. Like, go home. Why are you outside telling us? We did not need to know about this. We just didn't. We just didn't. Just light skin. That's all. Anyways. That's all. <laughs> So, next up. Excuse me. <laughs> Alright, so this lady, or this guy, 
to his wife's lover who got $750,000. Um, That's what I'm talking about. I would go ahead and say this could be Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Did you know that Cheaters was filmed in Texas? <laughs> yes, I used to be obsessed with Cheaters. Like, obsessed. My BFF and I, when we were at State, oh my God, we used to be upset. Like, we would plan, oh my God, we would plan snacks to watch <laughs> Cheaters. Like, we were obsessed with it. Yeah, like, I watched it. I didn't realize it was in Dallas until I moved to Dallas. So I was like, oh, that's Katie Trail. So much, way too much happens at Katie Trail. But, um, anyways. So, <laughs> he sued and, you know. I mean, it was, like, low-key and high-key his homeboy. Like, they didn't know each other. Right! <laughs> That's the part when I was like, ooh. He said he was her lover and a secretary. <laughs> he said he thought he had his trust for 12 years. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a joke. <laughs> Like, old boy was coming to that house for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was learning her man while she was earning her man. And it was just like, you mm-hmm. you pretended to be my boy. Now you with my wife. I'm finna sue you. And I say, more power to you. Pain and suffering. Right. I what it. I also found kind of funny, though, was when they were talking about this particular law mm-hmm. that it's not just limited to the person who your spouse was cheating with, but anyone who you feel like had something to do with the split. So they were like, people were suing their in-laws or like other relatives and things. And I thought to myself, I'm sure my mom would have liked to know about this law (laughs) back in 85. (laughs) I would have been suing everybody, the hotel clerk, the banker. (laughs) You knew when you checked them in on the John and Jane Doe, you knew. Right, you knew that was my husband. <laughs> I was just glad old boy got him a little restitution. And the law was real cute. It was called Alienation of Affection. But what I also love about it was like, he did, she didn't get sued. <laughs> Feminism. Right. <laughs> Because <laughs> she had to get what she needed. <laughs> I guess yeah. she with his broke ass now. I don't know. She might need to leave him. Anyways. <laughs> um, so, Tyler Perry Studios, the grand opening. Um, honestly, yes. I didn't know this was happening until Beyonce posted about it. It left a long ass caption. <laughs> I was like, right? <laughs> like Beyonce had I was words like, Whoa. to say. <laughs> Beyonce had words. <laughs> this must be a big deal. You can Let tell me she read. wrote it too. So yeah, like so everybody was there. Oprah Winfrey, Cecily, Cecily. I'm having a brain fart real hard. Cicely Tyson? Cicely. I was just, I don't know. All of a sudden, my brain was like, what's that word? I'm like, you know that word. <laughs> uh, Taraji P. Henson, Jill Scott, Whoopi Goldberg, Keisha Knight. Pooh. What I really liked was that he... I'm still telling people who are there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spike Lee, Ava DuVernay, Beyonce, and her husband, and Halle Berry. <laughs> 
John Lewis, Bernice King, Stacey Abrams, Oprah, and her I mean, dad. I don't think people really want to hear the list of who was there. I was telling. Just <laughs> <laughs> One thing he did that I thought was really great was he created his own walk of fame and gave mm-hmm. stars to people who deserved, like Keisha Knight Pulliam, you know, and Tika Sumter. Tika is so freaking yeah, pretty to Tika. me. He just, he, you know, he gave stars to people who deserve stars, who, and, and, and it's our space, you know? Like, it really made me wish I had gotten an invite. <laughs> kind of, maybe it went to my old address. That's what happened. <laughs> mm. I hate to be I like feel like this. we were supposed to be there. Yeah. I did feel like that, but okay. Um I hate to be like this, but um Michelle Williams outfit. Did you see that? Okay, see, I was I was gonna get to her, but I was gonna start with Tyler first because okay. while I love him <laughs> and I'm so proud of him, um What is he wearing? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> I'm not even looking at what he's wearing. I'm looking at the fact that so what he did was it looks like he used a little Beijing on his beard but next time instead of using that Beijing Chinese black you need to use waterworks and buy the blue black and it it blends in a little bit better cause I, I like mean, the Chinese that. box that's what I used to use way back in the day <laughs> the Beige no I mean Chinese black is the name of the color Oh, like I, the little Asian, the little box powder box with the yeah, Asian person on yeah, it. Yeah, the box is that the the brand is Beijing. Got it. The color is Chinese black. Now Beijing also makes <laughs> Beijing also makes a blue black, but I don't like they blue black. I don't like Beijing blue black. Mm-hmm. I like Waterworks blue black. I'm just trying to tell you. <laughs> I mean, he just went a little heavy there with the Beijing. I don't know what the hell Michelle had on, and you know, maybe maybe it's avant garde. Maybe 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 we're not supposed to, you know. But I this wasn't the avant garde event. <laughs> <laughs> this was a normal people club. She could have worked gold looked, and matched with Kelly and Beyonce. She looked really pretty. Like I liked her hair. I liked her makeup. Yeah, and then I don't know I like the, what happened with all these excess pockets. The torso up. You know, if you like crop yeah. the picture, it looks perfect. I just don't know what happened at the bottom. <sighs> Patty did. Yeah. Patty looked good. I love Patty. Yeah. Everybody else looked good except for Tyrese. Yeah, I saw that. I don't like him. <laughs> I was like, mm. I mean, literally no other reason than I don't like him. <laughs> he, those pants were so starched. <laughs> Starched and baggy. It was really confusing. And then they were like tapered at his ankle, and I was like, "Why?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Let me see. I don't think this article showed a picture of Ava, but it did. I saw. I saw it did. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of her somewhere, and I just want to say Ava DuVernay is so gorgeous. Her voice sounds like dripping honey when she talks. And her clothes always look tailored to her. I've never seen her on a red carpet and her dress look ill-fit. Like, she just always looks so perfectly put together. 
I love her. I wish she was my auntie. And that's that. Even though she was one of the ones who didn't want to be called auntie. <laughs> yeah, she don't want to be my auntie. So, you know. She want to be I wish she was my cousin. I wish she was my cousin. I wish that I was in her realm. Because she just... I just... I could sit and look at her all day. Like, she's so gorgeous. And when she talks, it's just... Uh, I love her voice. I love everything about her. And that's Tiffany all. Haddish had a dress that didn't look like it came from Kato's. And it was so great. To the point where um, she actually got a picture with Miss Tina and Beyonce in them. <laughs> I, I'm complimenting her. She looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to call out her dress like that. But she, she has been nice. wearing her... She's been wearing her natural hair lately, and I really like it. I really like it. I used to wear my hair like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, she looked good. I'm just saying. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anywho. All right, so we're going to move on to our someone something. All right. So, Allah. Ah, ah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Were you passing out at the funeral? <laughs> yes. You <laughs> too soon. Listen. You sound. You sound like my auntie. <laughs> when my granddaddy passed, my uh, my cousin was like, "This is her mama now. This is her mama." She was like. Watch mama. Watch mama. Watch her. Watch her pass out. Watch her pass out. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> so this week's Someone Something. Of course, we're going to talk about the legendary Diane Carroll. Pour out your flute of burned champagne. Actually, you should pour it out anyway because if it's not good enough for the master of taste, Dominique Devereaux, it shouldn't be good enough for you. This past week, we lost the trailblazing icon, Diane Carroll. She died at her home in Los Angeles and she was 84 years old. Diane's daughter, producer and journalist, Suzanne Kay, confirmed the news saying that her mother died after a long battle with cancer. Diane was first diagnosed with breast cancer in 1997. Diane's career in the business started as a nightclub crooner. I never say that word right. A nightclub crooner after she won a television talent show in 1954. That same year, she made her movie debut in Carmen Jones. She also did another movie as well as TV shows and variety shows before she got the show that turned her into a household name. Julia. Julia was one of those shows that used to come on Nick at Night back in the day when Nick at Night used to show like old, old, old shows. Mm. So, Julia ran for three seasons from 1968 to 1971. Diane played the title role, which is known for being the first non-stereotypical female African-American character on television. Julia was a nurse who was raising her son on her own after her husband was killed in Vietnam. Diane said this in 1998 about the groundbreaking Julia. 
we were saying to the country, we're going to present a very upper middle class black woman raising her child. And the major concentration is not going to be about suffering in the ghetto. Many people were incensed about that. They felt that African Americans didn't have that many opportunities on television or in film to present our plight as the underdog. They felt the real world suffering was too acute to be so trivial as to present a middle class woman who was dealing with the business of being a nurse. But we were of the opinion that what we were doing was important and we never left that point of view. Even though some of the criticism, of course, was valid, we were of a mind that this was a different show. We were allowed to have this show. Tell them, Diane. (laughs) Diane got a Golden Globe Award and an Emmy nomination for Julia. And then came the 1980s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just did a hair flip for, you know, like y'all could see it. Right. (laughs) And my hair is in braids, but still. (laughs) Precisely. Diane played Dominique Devereaux, who was Blake Carrington's half-sister, to sequence-covered perfection from 1984 to 1987. She truly was Alexis Carrington's match. Diane told People, that's People Magazine, in 1984 that she was a big Dynasty fan and asked Aaron Spelling for a role on the show because she wanted to play wealthy and ruthless. Listen. Get that job. Tyler Perry, I want to play wealthy and ruthless. Write me a role. Email us at (laughs) hellopld.com. Hello, a poor light decision. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> to Tyler Perry's in the wrong place. <sighs> anyway. So, the role of Dominique Devereaux was created for Diane Carroll, which means that if it wasn't for Diane Carroll, we wouldn't have Dominique Devereaux. If it wasn't for Dominique Devereaux, we wouldn't have so many of those absolutely fabulous moments. Um... So, Diane Carroll received a Tony, a Golden Globe, an NAACP Image Award, and in 2011, she was inducted into the Television Academy of Hall and Fame, Hall of Fame. Uh, She was also nominated for (laughs) countless Emmys. This article said Diane Carroll received 95 Emmys and a Nobel Peace Prize for her role as Dominique Devereaux. Don't fact check me on that. So when the author of the article said don't fact check me on that, that's exactly what I did. Let me tell you something. We are responsible with our platform, okay? I was like, let me fact check this. Let me give you the actual awards she's won. No, we're going to go with 95 <laughs> and a Nobel Peace Prize. And the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> In our world, she got a Nobel Peace Prize. Right. So, after Dynasty, she went on to play Whitley Gilbert's mom on A Different World. <laughs> Y'all, that is my favorite. That Listen. I randomly, and it's so weird, I randomly <laughs> catch myself going, die, just die. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Oh, God. Okay. She also guest starred on Soul Food, Whoopi, 
Grey's Anatomy. And on stage, she was in House of Flowers, No Strings, which got her that Tony Award. Agnes of God, Love Letters, A Raisin in the Sun, On Golden Pond, and as Norma Desmond in the Toronto premiere of Sunset Boulevard. Diana is survived by her daughter and two grandchildren. Um, we just want to say here at Poor Life Decision, like, we stand, stand. a legend. A legend. She had all of the grandeur, classy, sedity, preppy, glamour. She had everything that we just aspire to be on the daily. Bourgeois. <laughs> like, I I remember watching Dynasty with my granny because we used to watch Dynasty and Falcon Crest. <laughs> and I remember watching Dynasty and that was my first time really seeing a black woman on a soap opera play a role where she was the fiscal equal to her white nemesis. And when she slapped the shit out of Joan Collins. See, I know that, Jeff. <laughs> <coughs> okay, but have you watched the scene? Yeah, I saw a little video clip of it. Like, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and so, we just, you know, this is one of those times where, yes, this is so sad. We lost a real one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to celebrate her greatness. And we're going to celebrate the greatness that was Diane Carroll. Also, she even spelled her name extra. Like, come on. Come right. on. You cannot not stand her. You can Leave your five-letter Diane <laughs> over there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> leave it. <laughs> yeah. So, go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah. Just... Oh. So, <laughs> we're going to move on now to our poor life decision of the week. Today, tonight, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. So, recently, I was diagnosed with PTSD and, I mean, even though I was in denial for a while... It makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So I really wanted to talk about the article that we're going to focus on today talks about managing work. It talks about what happens when you have episodes at work. But really, I just wanted to talk about how to remain effective and how to get things done when you're struggling with PTSD. So the author... The author of the article starts by saying how, you know, she gets to work one morning, she can't concentrate, her vision is blurry, she can't get herself together, she can't come down, she can't sit down, you know, she's all over the place. She ends up calling her husband, he makes her a doctor's appointment, she gets to the doctor, and she proceeds to tell the doctor her symptoms and what's been going on. She also starts to describe to the doctor a car crash that she'd been in a few weeks before. 
She says, she, uh, she says, I unexpectedly burst into tears. I hadn't been sleeping, and when I did, I dream about my teeth flying out of my mouth from the force of the crash. I took crazy routes to avoid the exit where the crash happened. But I downplayed the crash to anyone who'd ask. And everyone told me they'd been in worse accidents. What was wrong with me? I think we all suffer from that. Just somebody comparing our experience to their experience and making mm-hmm. us feel like you ain't dealing with nothing. I will say this reminded me of uh, when my dad passed. He passed while driving, so he was in a car crash. And my sister, um, one of my sisters, works in insurance. So, you know, after he died, she had that issue where, like, a lot of people would be calling in trying to talk about wrecks and also, like, fatal wrecks. And she would just, you know, (laughs) show signs of PTSD. And it's just interesting because it's like, you know, at the time... we never thought of it as that. We would just be like, uh, right. Well, I, I knew she was having anxiety and she was having panic attacks, but I wouldn't have ever called it that. But let's go ahead. <laughs> same, same for me. I was having panic attacks and anxiety, but I never would have called it that. Mm-hmm. After being diagnosed, she realized she being the author. Oh, wait. Realized, One more thing. Go ahead. I don't yeah. think she had a really good doctor. <laughs> I don't think most of our doctors would have been like, Oh, I think you have PTSD. <laughs> she appreciated her doctor for like See, taking yeah. her seriously, mm-hmm. even though she didn't accept it in the beginning. And I feel the same way for my doctor because I appreciate the fact that she took me seriously. Mm-hmm. And, you know. <laughs> So, yeah. So, after being diagnosed, she realized that she had some stigmas associated with PTSD. So, PTSD is a condition that occupies an odd space in our society. Mm -hmm. We joke about experiencing PTSD from watching a horror movie or having a crappy job interview. It's associated with people we think of as strong. It's associated with people that we deride as fakers. It's a condition that you can't see. A person living with PTSD can have walked away from the event that caused their trauma, like combat, sexual assault, a violent attack, or a car crash. But that event can last for just a moment, or it's with something like neglect or domestic abuse. It can last for many years. 8 million Americans live with PTSD. There's a good chance that someone you've worked with has experienced it. So what I liked about that part is helping to normalize and helping us to see that this is something that happens quite often and that it's quite normal. Because when I think PTSD, I think combat. I mm-hmm. think of soldiers who've been in combat. That's, you know, even though I know better, that's the crazy part because I do work in the mental health field and so I know better, mm-hmm. but that's what I think of. Yeah, I think increasingly I've known a lot more people who are diagnosed with it. So I'm starting to come around to like knowing that it's not just people in combat. 
Yeah, this was what I was trying to find before where she said, the author, she's like, on one hand, I was glad my doctor took me seriously, but I simultaneously reacted with denial. And that was the same thing that I went through. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the symptoms. According to the American Psychiatric Association, some of the symptoms they have identified are intrusive thoughts, thoughts such as repeated involuntary memories, distressing dreams, or flashbacks of the traumatic event. Another symptom, avoiding reminders of the traumatic event, avoiding people, places, activities, objects, and situations that bring on distressing memories. Another symptom, negative thoughts and feelings, ongoing and distorted beliefs about oneself or others. And a final symptom, arousal or reactive symptoms, being irritable and having angry outbursts, behaving recklessly or in a self-destructive way, being easily startled or having problems concentrating or sleeping. And it's really easy to be in denial that you have PTSD. Like, that's a common reaction. Because like I said, we typically attribute attribute that to someone who has been through something that we consider major. And a lot of times we minimize what we have been through. So people often downplay the effect of a traumatic event. Or when they retell it, they may retell it while smiling or with laughter. They may resist talking about the event at all, but still be deeply distressed by their symptoms. This distress may take the form of disrupted sleep, trouble concentrating, hypervigilance, or cognitive cognitive problems. Um, In the author's case, she knew that she had experienced a traumatic event, but her mind rejected what the doctor told her because she felt like, I can't have PTSD. Mm -hmm. and she just kept telling herself there are people out there who've experienced worse things than I have and here I go I can't handle this so one of the things that they mentioned was about like um, people downplaying the effects of their traumatic event and I think that's something that I did um, and still do like I don't laugh or smile when talking about it because it's something that I've discussed with friends before, but I kind of breeze through it and I make it kind of casual. You know what I mean? Instead of taking the time to express how I really feel or how I felt, you know, about the situation. So, PTSD in the workplace. And again, this article for focuses on the workplace, but I really want us to just think about how to be productive when we're having an episode. So people with PTSD might be concentrating so hard on trying to control their hypervigilance that they can't present work they've prepared. Thinking or tasks that come easily to them before might be impossible now. They could be aware of the stigma of PTSD and deny even to healthcare providers that they're experiencing symptoms until they impact their work, like emotional outbursts, being easily startled, slow or disrupted information processing, problem concentrating. Listen, 
check, 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 and check. <laughs> now, the easily startled, I've been that way my whole life. So that, that one doesn't count. <laughs> my best friend in middle school told me, she was like, girl, you're going to die of a heart attack one day just because somebody walks up behind you and says, hey. <laughs> like, I've always been really easily startled. People may not understand what's causing these symptoms and they may not know they may not know what causes are making them worse. So now I'm going to kind of shift focus because this article goes on to talk about treatment and you sh- if you're experiencing any of these things, you should talk to your general practitioner. You need to talk to your doctor and let your doctor guide you to someone else who may be able to help you better for sure. Okay? But what I really wanted to talk about was what to do when you're in the middle of this type of anxiety attack. Because this is what happened to me when I was moving. And, you know, I'm just going to say my, my, my mom and I have a really complicated relationship and one day we'll talk about it. But my mom is the MVP. I, my mom... My aunt and my granny, of course, (laughs) and my uncle, they really came in and just took over because I shut completely down because my situation happened around a time when I was moving. And so moving throws me right back into that situation. And so I just shut down and it was like I physically could not do it. Like I just could not do it. And my family came in and just said, okay. I mean, they, they literally were like, get somewhere to sit down. But it was like, step back. We've got it. We'll take, you know, we'll take over. And I'll get to the rest of that later. But anyway, we want to talk about nine healthy ways of coping with PTSD anxiety. So the first thing they tell us, Zoyan, deep breathing. So first of all, <laughs> so I have an Apple Watch, and it was like, "Hey, you want to breathe?" And I breathe <laughs> just fine with the Apple Watch because it doesn't shame me about how long. Like it doesn't make me hold my breath. I think that's what bothers me, because as you say, PTSD, I almost died sinking in a pool once. So I like to breathe. <laughs> I don't want to not feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> And you don't, and that's that's a really good point though, Doy, and like that takes you back to not being able to breathe. So you shouldn't hold your breath when you take your deep breath. Right. But just make sure you're taking a good healthy deep inhale and a good healthy deep exhale. Well, Apple Watch and I <laughs> we have enough inhale and exhale and we work just fine, so um <laughs> I, I turned that off on my watch, by the way, because I got tired of it telling me to breathe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the first suggestion they give, deep breathing. And we've talked about that a lot. The next one they give, progressive muscle relaxation. Using relaxation exercises can be an effective way to reduce your stress and anxiety. One relaxation exercise called progressive muscle relaxation focuses on a person alternating between tensing and relaxing different muscle groups throughout the body. This relaxation method is similar to a pendulum. Complete relaxation of your muscles can be obtained by first going in the other extreme, that is by tensing your muscles. 
So, I assume that's kind of like when you squeeze the hell out of a stress ball Mm -hmm. and then let go. Like, that's kind of what I picture when I read that. So, Shine has a good sleep meditation for that, too. Yeah, you are laying on the bed and you go through different body parts. So, like, you squeeze your feet and then you release and then squeeze your, you know, thighs maybe or, like, calves and then you release. So, that's really good also for trying to go to sleep. Allegedly. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Dwayne is determined to make me pay for Shine. Like, she's determined to make me pay for Shine. Like, I already figured a way way out to, you know, nigga my way into Calm. So, I got me a Calm subscription. But she's just really going to make me get Shine. Yeah. (laughs) And Shine is really going to make me download this app because they're not going to text me anymore. And I'm just like, for real, my nigga? Yeah. Okay. They keep improving, like, yeah. Yeah. We'll have a whole other episode just about Shine because I love Shine. <laughs> so the next uh, suggestion they give is mindfulness. And I want you guys to keep in mind and to remember every single, almost every single thing we do here on Poor Life Decision, every time we give you some some tricks to use, mindfulness is always included. Using mindfulness for anxiety can be very helpful. Mindfulness has been around for ages. However, mental health professionals are being are beginning to recognize that mindfulness can have many benefits for people suffering from difficulties such as anxiety and depression. Now, as I've said a million times before, I'm still working on my mindfulness. When I am in the middle of an anxiety attack, as I was a couple of weeks ago, I cannot practice mindfulness at that moment I just I I haven't let me take that back I don't want to say I can't I haven't gotten there yet and so the main thing about mindfulness is being in the present and we know that anxiety comes from us thinking about the future or worrying about the future and we know that depression comes from the past or focusing on the past and so when you're dealing with a PTSD type of anxiety attack, you're having an anxiety attack about something that's going to happen in the future based on something that happened in the past, you really need to practice mindfulness. But I haven't gotten there yet where I can do it like in the middle of something. I just generally have so many emotions that it's hard to pick. (laughs) (laughs) Especially at like the core. (laughs) Like, what am I really feeling? Um, Right. It's just funny because I'm so hypocritical because I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, you're mad, but what are you really feeling under mad? Like, are you feeling out of control? So I can like read him like a book. Me? Eh. (laughs) That's how it always is. That's how it always is. So the next, the next tip they give, self-monitoring. Self-monitoring can be a helpful way of getting a handle on your anxiety symptoms. We cannot really address uncomfortable symptoms of anxiety without first being aware of what situations bring up these feelings. Self-monitoring is a simple way of increasing this awareness. Our next tip, social support. 
Over and over again, it has been found that finding support from others can be a major factor in helping people overcome the negative effects of traumatic events and PTSD. Having someone you trust that you can talk to can be very helpful for working through stressful situations for emotional validation. However, keep in mind that simply having someone to talk to may not be enough. So, I talked to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) I talked to my mom about my traumatic event because, honestly, I felt like I had to because I needed her help. Even though I had a really good friend tell me that that was not true and that you don't have to share your experiences until you're ready and Mm -hmm. that with your family and friends, you should be able to say, I need you to hold my hand through this because it's hard. And when I can talk about it, I will. But I share with my mom because I felt like I had to because I was asking a lot of her. Mm -hmm. And she, like I said, she swooped in, she took over, Like, she was amazing, but she was still saying little things to me that weren't helping the situation, that weren't helping my emotional state. So it's like, she she did the best she could, and that's all I can expect, Mm -hmm. but she didn't, she, she didn't fully get it, though. Like, she didn't fully understand that I literally can't. So... I do want to speak to what you just said. Go ahead. (laughs) So my co-star today said, ask people for what you need as if you believe that the answer will always be yes. And that's something that I'm going to try to start doing without having to give people a reason to tell me yes. (laughs) You know? That's interesting. That's interesting. That That's a lot of unpacking for me. <laughs> I know. I'm glad mine wasn't that deep today. <laughs> and it is, yeah, like, yeah, because I don't like asking for help, so. <laughs> but. And that was the other part, too. And I think, I honestly think that for my mom and for my granny specifically, that mm. that was what made them kick into gear because they know I don't like asking for help. And they mm-hmm. know that for me, to say I cannot do this by myself was a lot. Yeah. So, anyway, we're almost done. Our next tip is self-soothing. <laughs> now, guys, we mean healthy forms of self-soothing. Alcohol. When you are experiencing... <laughs> that is my go-to, but that is not what they mean. <laughs> When you are experiencing anxiety, it is important to have ways of coping with those feelings. It is important to learn coping strategies that you can do on your own. Coping strategies focused on improving your mood and reducing the anxiety that you can do on your own are sometimes described as self-soothing or self-care coping strategies. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm just going to keep it real with y'all because we family. My go-to was alcohol, and the la- and when I had my last episode, I called my cousin because I knew she had some Xanax, and she hooked the girl up, and she got them Xanax bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> even when I went to the doctor because I started hyperventilating and everything, they did give me a Xanax prescription, but they, they, they gave me that little .5 shit. You got to buy them bars off the street. <laughs> 
I call my cousin because I knew she could hook me up. <laughs> Don't do that, okay? <laughs> you need to find positive. Do as I say and not as I do. <laughs> Here at Poor Life Decision, we do not <laughs> recommend buying drugs off of the street. <laughs> We do not. We do Except not. for if but you I'm really need it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, okay, we're overall okay. yes. So we all probably self-soothing is a poor life decision in itself, and so we can all stand to just think of ideas before you pick up your favorite vice. Um, think of like what else you could possibly do to not do that vice. And still see right. yourself. Here is our next tip is a way to self-soothe without picking up <laughs> a negative advice. Put that phone down. Don't call that boy. <laughs> Do it. Listen. One day we're going to talk about this too. <laughs> expressive writing. Our next tip is expressive writing. So using journaling to cope with and express your thoughts and feelings can be a good way of coping with anxiety. In regards to PTSD in particular, expressive writing has been found to have a number of benefits, including improved coping and post-traumatic growth as well as reduced PTSD symptoms, tension, and anger. Now listen, if I'm in the middle of an anxiety attack, I'm not going to stop and write, okay? But anybody who struggles with anxiety knows that it's like, it's like a, like it swells and it's like a season that you're in. Like the attack itself is something that happens all at once, but the whole episode is just that, an episode. And it can be a phase and it can be something that you're in for a while. So when that happens, I do find that journaling like really does help because it's a way to get it out. I do not journal as often as I should. I, I know that like at one time I talked to Doyen about us like doing some journaling segments on the show because maybe that'll force me to journal more often. I don't know. We'll come back to that maybe. But <laughs> journaling really does help. And then I find myself like <laughs> when I journal, sometimes I find myself being extra, <laughs> just extra because it's like one day when I'm no longer here, my relatives are going to find this journal. <laughs> I want them to read about me and I want them to feel like what I'm feeling at that moment. So. I <laughs> bought a journal when I first got home my dad's funeral and I don't read anything that I wrote in there because every time I write in there I'm usually full of emotion <laughs> and I'm like uh, I don't want to read I don't want to re-encounter that <laughs> you know what I have I have seen two different I have seen people say no I've heard people say <laughs> I've heard it be said <laughs> That you should not read your past journal entries. And then I've heard it been said the other way that you should. So typically, I do not read my past entries. Yeah. I, I, to, the, the journal is my way of leaving it in God's hands and leaving it there. And I leave yeah. it there. 
I have a separate journal for writing intentions. Mm-hmm. And when I write intentions, I never go back and look at them. I write it and I leave it there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a great writer. It's just like, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, girl. <laughs> but now my journals from like middle school and high oh school, God, I do go worse. back and read those sometimes. <laughs> I yeah. was so traumatic. <laughs> right. Like, And I was like, so in love with this one dude for like middle school to like senior year. And so like I used oh, to Oh, the talk- same guy? Same guy. Actually, oh, I was wow. in late elementary. You had it bad. But you got um, it, you got it bad. I think he lives around here, so anyways. <laughs> yeah, so every single every other journal entry is like about how like he'd like look at me and I'm like, Oh my god and then he's like, you know <laughs> Nothing would happen. Nothing at all. But I remember never mind. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> One thing happened, the but anyways. Ne- <laughs> that was in college. The next tip is about distraction. Distraction, distraction, distraction. Purposeful use of distraction techniques can actually be of benefit in coping with emotions that are strong and feel uncomfortable, mm-hmm. such as anxiety and fear. Distraction is anything you do to temporarily take your attention off of strong emotion. Sometimes focusing on a strong emotion can make it even stronger and more out of control. Therefore, by temporarily distracting yourself, you may give the emotion some time to decrease in intensity and make it easier to manage. I am all about distraction. And that's why when the hoteps get on Twitter and talk about y'all being distracted, yes, nigga, and I appreciate it because <laughs> shit sucks right now. Like, <laughs> Like, shit is bad right now. I need a distraction. Like, no. And because um, out of my negative self-soothing, sometimes our distraction is alcohol, I think um, it might be helpful (laughs) in a sober moment to write out distractions that aren't, you know, so harmful, you know, and then come back in the moment when you are, you know, full of anxiety you'd be like oh I said this was going to distract me in a good way let me go try this out so like planning out your distractions so like I used to use social media as a distraction but now that just doesn't work Pinterest Pinterest is a really good distraction Pinterest is a good distraction yes I also have a playlist that I formed on YouTube of good distractions and one of one of the videos is that time on the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion when Phaedra read the shit out of Kenya <laughs> about her getting a sperm donor a sperm donor who needed five dollars for a medium pizza that shit was funny I'm sorry it, it was mean and it was below the belt but it makes me laugh every time and it is on my playlist on YouTube for when I need a distraction you know I love Phaedra <laughs> I mean I love Phaedra <laughs> so our very last tip is about behavioral activation and this one kind of made me think about you doing okay so 
Anxiety and avoidance go hand in hand. While the avoidance of anxiety provoking situations may help reduce our anxiety at the moment, in the long term, it may prevent us from living a meaningful and rewarding life. Behavioral activation is a great way of increasing your activity level as well as how much you engage in positive and rewarding activities. This is something that I feel like you do naturally. Like, <laughs> like you you know when you need to get out and be around other people and then you get that intrinsic reward from doing that whereas I'm the type of person who needs so behavioral activation really is something that stems from something that we call applied behavior analysis and this where you have to teach yourself that something is good so let's say you hate going to the mailbox so you go to the mailbox and let's say every time I send you to the mailbox door and I put a piece of candy in there. And so you get a treat every time you go. So now it's training your brain to know that this is something good. Have and this stocks. is something I should want. <laughs> say what now? Have live stocks. Right. <laughs> and I just I just feel like though, like this is something that I had to be trained for mm. because I don't like leaving my home. I actually don't like leaving my bed. Y'all I got a brand new bed and brand new mattresses and y'all it is I'm telling you, it's difficult to get up. I don't be wanting to leave my home, but it's like it's something to me that you do and, and you're really good at knowing what's going to give you a reward like an intrinsic reward whereas i just want to drink and smoke a little bit it really is <laughs> so just to quickly recap our nine healthy ways of coping with ptsd there is deep breathing progressive muscle relaxation mindfulness, self-monitoring, social support, self-soothing, expressive writing, distraction, and behavioral activation. And that's it. And guys, you know, <clears throat> I really, I, I feel really good about sharing this with everybody. Like, I, I was kind of in, like I said, I was in denial about it at first. And then when I thought about it, it's like, it makes perfect sense because this is what my body was doing. So, yeah. And as always, we encourage you all to share with us. I'm just going to preach a little bit tonight. <laughs> Somebody told Take me, your like, time. <laughs> soon after my dad passed, they said that your tears, God never makes your tears in vain. And so that's kind of why we have this podcast is like, there's things that we're grappling with every day, but right. I know that other that's people right. out there are grappling with the same things. And so we're right. definitely here to help you while we're trying to help ourselves at the same time. So that's right. We love y'all. That's right. Hey! Hey! That's right. I mean, we can't say it enough. (laughs) Like, we're trying to help you help us. Help you help us help you help us. (laughs) Like. (laughs) (laughs) So, without any more delay, we're going to move to our favorite part of the show The Buy You a Dream. 
Alyssa, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Doesn't matter. A, I want to say that I love that you said our favorite part of the pod. <laughs> it's only it's only because I'm tipsy. So in my tipsy state, I forgot to be shady and say it's Doyle's favorite. It's ours. <laughs> it is our favorite part. Um, I'm gonna buy a drink for and say a prayer for family. So this week is extremely hard for us. Um, this week will be the third year anniversary of my dad passing, and so um, whoever needs a drink. You have a drink. Whoever needs a prayer, you also have a prayer. Probably the same people, but you know, like you know, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I come from a family of like there's seven of us, and we grieve seven different ways. <laughs> and so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see how we all, you know, respond to the same event differently. But um, you know, just sending love and light to my fan. Yeah. Um. I'm going to piggyback off of that, even though my drink is separate. But I am going to piggyback off of that for for my dear line sister and your sister. Um, just to... She's just one of the strongest people that I know. And just to have to have a yearly reminder on her birthday, it's just... Well, two days before her She's birthday. one of the strongest... <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah listen she's one of those people that I don't ask like what do you think unless I really want to know because <laughs> she's going to tell you the truth <laughs> she's going to tell you the truth and we all need those people in our lives we yeah. all need those people in our lives and by her so birthday drink too yeah birthday drink for the birthday girl <laughs> so yes I also want to extend a prayer you know and a drink to your family and everybody in that situation um, and I am going to buy a drink for my mommy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to buy a drink. <laughs> I'm going to buy two. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to open up a tab for my mommy. <laughs> um, I'm going to buy a hot chocolate with Bailey's for granny because that is our drink on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because they really stepped up and they... I mean, I like to think of my mom as a forward thinker, but she's really not. <laughs> she's she's really just as she's really just as set in her ways as Granny. And they stepped up and they took over in a situation where they didn't even really understand. Mm-hmm. I did not share. I did not share with Granny. I did not share with her. Um, my um experience but it didn't matter all she knew was that i needed help i was in distress for me to say i needed help was a lot and she was not going to idly sit by when i tell you she packed up my kitchen like <laughs> she packed up my kitchen <laughs> like i was like no granny stay home cuz y'all my granny my granny just turned uh, 80 years old on the 30th. No. She, I'm like, granny, stay at home. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. She was like, uh, no. <laughs> you need help? I'm coming. So my mom really just, my mama, would, my, listen, y'all, my mama's one of those people that don't believe in taking off work. So she didn't take off work. She worked all day, got off work, drove, we live an hour apart, drove to me, 
just took care of everything, even though she didn't fully get it, even though she didn't fully understand it. All she knew was that I am asking for help, and that was a big deal. So I just want to answer my cousin who gave me the Xanax. <laughs> because she came through too. Like, I needed, at when I was in the middle, well, at the beginning of breaking down when I was still trying to hold it together, I called her. She was sick with uh, the flu. And I was like, I just, I don't need you to do anything. I just need you to be here. Like, you can lay on the couch. I will make you a hot toddy. I just need you to be here. And she did that. Like, she came and was there for me. Because once again, my whole family knows I don't ask nobody for nothing. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I just needed another soul in the house with me, she came through with goodies. (laughs) (laughs) So... So I just want to buy a drink, you know, for my family and, you know, just, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm in my house. Um, you know, everything's great. Everything's great. So Doyen, <laughs> why don't you tell people how to get in contact with us? Okay. We are on the Twitter as PLD pod. Um, we are on Instagram as poor life decision one decision because we're changing them one at a time one at a time we're also on Etsy is poor life decision one word and you can get your little merch you can get your mug to drink your uh, brown liquor in because it's brown liquor season my mom found my mug cause um when she was helping me unpack <laughs> and she was like oh this is so cute and she like she knew I had a podcast but I never told her the name because I don't want her to find it and she goes is this look is this your little podcast (laughs) I said yes mom that is our little podcast I said also you are not allowed to listen and she was like okay okay but yeah she was like this is so cute one day she just kept saying all night May contain alcohol. <laughs> One day we're going to have a respectable podcast that our moms can listen to, but not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. Um, what else? Uh, email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Um, we just love to hear any poor life decisions y'all want to, um, you know, That's grapple right. with. Let's tackle it, you know. We have Let's a few together. months left in 2019, and we gotta, you know, rock this shit, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Slide into our DMs. Let us know some things that you're struggling with, or let us know what you want to celebrate. Who do you want to buy a drink for? Let us know. We'll share these moments with you. We're our family here. We are. <laughs> we all just trying to make it. Trying to make it. <laughs> Alrighty, kids. Have a good week. Once again, we thank y'all for like tuning in. We just hope and pray that we said something or did something to help you make it through this week. Cause you know it's hard out here for a pimp. I love so that just... movie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? I love that movie. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> So, anyway, like Doyen said, get in contact with us on the socials. 
Listen, we talk television, we talk real life. I really considered tweeting about Mr. Robot, but y'all, Mr. Robot is too complicated of a show and I have to pay attention. So, <laughs> couldn't do Mr. Robot. But anyway, um, make sure you're drinking your water, you're taking your medication. Ooh, get some vitamin C because it's about to be sick people season. Like, the weather's vitamin changing. C. And some vitamin D. <laughs> Poor life decision does not condone bad cuffing decisions. Just saying. Chris. It's almost like it was it was nice and chilly today. Like I, I kept my cardigan on even when I went outside today. Like Same. I usually only wear it in the office. It's nice and chilly today. So it's it's about that time. It's almost time for that rum charter. <laughs> No hand chatter for me. <laughs> I was waiting on you to say it. I was waiting on you I to say it. Swore off a hand chatter. <laughs> okay. Bye. All right, guys. Love y'all. We love y'all. Bye.